and that's where we would have benefited from video. 100%. I'm sorry. I scared the complete shit out of you. Certainly. I jumped. <laughs> that sca- scared you good. Your heart's got to be racing now. <laughs> oh, whoo. That gave me joy. Of course. Now you're going to like dip real fast though too because your heart rate went up and now you're just going to be like, (laughs) at least that's what happens to me when my heart rate goes up. I think that's what's supposed to happen to your heart. Intense highs and then intense lows, right? That's a, Are that, you crying? That's how I live. No, I feel like I have a hair on my eyelash or something. I scared you so much you cried. I have multiple eyelashes. Just hi, Paul. Hi, Wayne. It's a cat festival in this room today as we begin this podcast for you all today. We have one more cat than usual. Yeah, that makes it a cat festival. We still have this big old dog who festival. won't stop licking this spot on her leg no she's got one of them hot spots which is a term i had never heard until i was at uh damien's house and he was like oh yeah loki's got a hot spot and then i came home and this fucking dog ended up getting a hot spot i think we i i I still team euthanasia hey yo you still what team euthanasia oh okay i thought you said i still teammate euthanasia uh i think other sounds came out of me. <laughs> so it makes sense. So that's fair. I knew I was going to put that cutting board over there on that box, and Wayne was going to use it like a slide, and it just fucking happened. Claws out like a slide. Yeah, well, it's meant to take scratches, so boy. Anyway, this is an exciting beginning to this podcast. To no one. <laughs> what do you mean, to no one? I mean, maybe just us. Ah, people heard me laughing. Oh, and people like to hear laughter. And you assume that your laughter brings everyone joy? When it's genuine, I yeah. I would say that it does. I think that's a fair assumption. I think most people listen to this podcast for you. So I think that uh, that makes a lot of sense. You're making people feel good right from the get up and go. Well, if that's the case, then I'm a god. <laughs> Don't play to my ego. Oh, I'm not. I know. I can... The second you call yourself a god, I'm out of this. <laughs> I'm damn near out of this room. She's out of the room. Gonna go next door and watch some Zoom. Do you remember that show, Zoom? On PBS at PBS? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. It's it's zoom, 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 Zoom. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, you did watch Zoom. Of course I did. I also watched Arthur. I don't think I watched Arthur. What was Zoom? Was that like... It was just kids doing stuff. Was it like sciencey kind of math and so, kind of teach I you think stuff? There stuff? was some teach you stuff stuff in there. Some uh, arts and crafts, I think I remember. Yeah, uh-huh. folding paper, I do believe, and making shapes and origami. They call it, Michelle. Well, I was gonna say planes and things that can fly through the air as well. Sam, you don't know. I don't know. None of us remember. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam, and we have bad memories. So please, why did you say that? Us because we don't remember exactly what Zoom is, and we need to know all the details. That was a long time ago. I know. We don't remember. That doesn't make us have a bad memory. Yes, it does. It just makes us not have a Mary Lou Henner memory. We don't have good memories. Mary Lou Henry. Does that work? No. I'm going to say by the shape of your eyes and uh, the way your head is cocked like you're Michael Myers looking at me confused, you're going to say no. Do I have droopy dog eyes? No, you have like, I want to go to bed eyes. Yeah, droopy dog eyes. Those aren't droopy. Droopy dog eyes are like, I would say like baggy and saggy. Mm -hmm. Yours are like 
Hey. <laughs> Squinty. Thank you. Squinty eyes. Sam, as a review podcast, we like to take turns. This is your week. What it are we is. doing? Well, in my journey, I guess, which has become a journey of music, I don't traffic in often. The hip hops. Oh, the hips and the hops. I guess when I started the uh, DOC album, it's now turned into a entire journey. I would say because of all the YouTube videos and all this shit that I know more about rap than I ever have in my entire life. But you don't like all rap. No, no. I'm figuring out what I do and what I don't like, which is good because there's probably going to be more. I can like traffic in a world and find more that I like. You know what I mean? You keep saying traffic. <clears throat> it works. Is there a reason for this? I'm a big Steve Winwood fan. Oh, I thought something <laughs> like that was coming. I basically <laughs> stole a joke on that one and shifted it to my needs. <laughs> you shifted shell-shocked me. I trafficked it to my needs. So this week, <clears throat> we're taking it. <clears throat> we're taking it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we're taking it back to the beginning. To the origins of hip-hop. That's right. We're listening to Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, the album, The Message, featuring Grandmaster Melly Mel, which will get into all sorts of things in the Furious Five world eventually. I was surprised to hear who all is uh, included. Are, do you have the other members? Included? Yes, who who well, are did you recognize in, any of these other people, fun? or are you just surprised by the number of? People? I heard Rakim is in there. No, Rahim. Oh, Rahim. <laughs> Rakim is not Rakim. there. Rakim's later, uh, but Rakim will be brought up. Uh, no, Rahim. But I will say all the members. We've got Grandmaster Flash, whose original real name is Joseph Sadler. We've got Melly Mel, Melvin Glover. We've got Kid Creel, who is Melly Mel's brother. His real name's Nathan Glover. We've got Mr. Ness, also known as Scorpio. Uh, his real name's Eddie Morris. We got Raheem, <laughs> Guy Williams, and Keith Cowboy, Keith Wiggins. Is that five people? It's six counting Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Okay. So Grandmaster Flash is the DJ, but we're going to get into it because there's lots to talk about, and we should just have a backing track of the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Someone's excited. Because it's a, it's a party track, baby. And we get to have extreme lows. Can we please <laughs> also talk about the fact that you have a phone, a notebook, and an iPad <laughs> in front of you. You have come prepared. Yeah, I have. Here we go. First track. Oh, this album came out in... Uh, 1982. October 3rd. You said it was the beginning. So it's not quite the beginning, but it's early in hip-hop. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five are the beginning of hip-hop. It didn't start before 1982. It wasn't oh, it like... did. Exactly. You'll just, you'll just find out that... A lot of these tracks that you heard were released long before this album. So, Scorpio, here we go. She's fresh. First track. Go, go, go. I'll let it soothe over the people. I don't remember what actually comes in. Is this I was like a religious first. experience for you? No, it's just fun. I'm trying to be fun. You want it to soothe over the people, and you were standing and swaying like you were on a hill, looking down at your people. 
Here we go. You're going to have a Grandmaster Flash and the Furious 5 cult. There already is one, and I'm in it. Yeah! We're jamming, baby. Doesn't that face go? So I say it's the beginning because these guys, like, started stuff that long before this album came out that is, like, the beginning of hip-hop. Is it too loud for you? It is. All right. Um, like, Grandmaster Flash came up with all these techniques that DJs did that started hip-hop, like finding the, what are they called, like the break where it's, like, the part on the vinyl that everybody, like, starts really dancing. Okay. And that's, like, the main beats that you eventually find when everybody starts vinyl hunting and taking beats. He's the guy who originated, like, lining it up and shifting it back to the other side and shifting it back to the other to have a continuous beat. So Grandmaster Flash is, like, the pioneer of that. He's, like, marking the vinyl in spots. He's coming up with techniques where you can look at the vinyl grooves and recognize where the break is and stuff like that. Okay. So that's why I say the originators of, like, true hip-hop. This style of rapping on beat. The style of, like, boasting about yourself. Because there's guys who are doing, like, DJ stuff that are, like, doing nursery rhymes and stuff over it and, like, putting their names into it. But they say a lot of these guys are not, like, on beat. They're not, like, they're just, like, just that kind of call and response stuff. It's just, like, parties. And it's, like, they're not shifting the beat back and forth and, like, truly rapping. I'm curious how... I it, I just looked the first hip hop artist. I googled it real fast, and it is accredited to DJ Cool Herc of J- of Jamaican background. Yeah, from 1973. But I didn't. Was he? They were all going to his parties. Cool Herc was having all these parties back in the day, and he was like trying to shift back and forth between beats, but he was real sloppy about it. And okay, so he was in New York City, but yeah, he's from the, Jamaican. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, when I first saw Jamaican, I was like, well, how did it, did it take that amount of time to like travel to the U.S.? And how did it travel to the U.S.? But no, it's all it's, born in New York. All like born in the Bronx, in New York, baby. By African-Americans. So they're all going to like parties and they're going to these cool heart parties. But like Grandmaster Flash is going like, I can do this better. And nobody's like rhyming over stuff. They're, like I said, they're taking nursery rhymes, kind of shifting them and doing the like, let me hear you scream, say ho, kind of stuff like that. But they're not like rapping. So like the first people to start rapping, it's not like necessarily Melly Mel, but Melly Mel's like the first to like get the true like, well my name is do-do-do that like really starts it off. It does say that the 80s marked the diversification of hip-hop as the genre developed more complex styles and spread around the world. So the 80s is when it truly was apparently born. But but there were influences for a bit and as it was solidifying itself and becoming as you said Actual the, the rapping most, over it. The most selling genre to this is like now is rap. It's the biggest genre of music in the world by a big margin. So they released a song called We Rap More Yellow or We Rap More Yellow. We Rap More Mellow in 1979. <laughs> you got on the brain. <laughs> in 1979. So like they're writing this when they're like 16 and writing these rhymes in the Bronx. 
I always uh, forget how young these people are when yes. they're doing this. All these people are just kids, and I never think about that. Well, this guy who released the album, he didn't even credit them as Grandmaster Flash and Furious 5. He credits them as the younger generation and takes some other people that he brought in to, like, rhyme over stuff and credits them as the younger generation, too. So that's, like, one of these first early rap albums. Oh, don't you know that? She's fresh. What do you think about this kind of music? It's fun as hell. This is the fun stuff. There's some real tips on this album that I did not see coming that we're going to get to. But I, this is like I good times for me. For me, I almost, and I don't know if it's a prejudice or it's because I have actual experience with listening to albums from different genres. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a safer bet in my experience for my taste personally that going into an album blindly you're probably going to have fewer dips with like a rock album like a classic rock album than uh something that has you know like rhythm rhythm and blues or funk or something because i think that there is a and it's on a lot of these albums like we did like stevie wonder and stuff and uh, other things and a lot of times you'll have like a song that's religious or something because (laughs) because religion is like such a part of their upbringing and who they are and their background yep then i think that stuff like that i think you're kind of more likely to have lulls at least again for my taste in music that i'm probably more into even though i also love classic rock i get what you're saying but i feel like those might be more solid because I, I feel like these are almost more experimental. I agree. I can handle a slow ballady rock song way easier than I can handle like a slow gospel-y mm-hmm. uh, soul song. Like I love soul and like R&B and like just like up tempo wise. I love it when it like funk like that's oh yeah. Give it all to me, please. But when it's like gets, when it sounds like a hymnal, when it starts to get to that BPM, that's getting low. Yep, I'm not into it. Now that song apparently sampled a uh, track called "The Love Maniacs" by an artist called Booby Knight and the Universal Lady. Booby Knight. Booby Knight. So I want to hear a little bit of this. I haven't heard it yet. That's the cover for Booby Knight and the Universal Lady. Jeez. He's holding like some funny. weird bat dildo thing over a lady in fire. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. That's what I interpreted it as. From here, it looks like it's like a telescope. Oh, and yeah. it looks like the lady. It is a telescope. It looks like he's getting ready to look up into the stars while this naked lady's laying on the bed. Yeah, the Universal Lady. But why isn't he looking at the lady? Why is he looking into the stars? Because he's got a pose for the camera. <laughs> that hat is amazing. That's all funk. That's it all. It moves like... every time, and it's so hard to see. Sorry. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, that looks nice. He has kind of a bootsy look. Yeah, he is bootsy. With in the it. hair and the hat. The huge hat. Like top hat. Like Alice in Wonderland, Mad Hatter hat. Six. I mean, it's funky. I think this is one of those tracks that, like, what hip-hop was good for, Sex. finding, like, unknown songs and being like, you've never heard this, but this one beat in here by this band called Ballin' Jack <laughs> is gonna pop, you know? <laughs> Dirty pop. So things like that, I think, are interesting that you get to, like, hear new music that you might not have, because <clears throat> nobody's listening to Booby Night. I've never heard of Booby Night. 
And I'm not mispronouncing Bobby. It says booby. It's booby. Like he likes titties because there's a naked lady on the cover. I bet as he got older, he got some titties of his own. I bet he did. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next song. It's called It's Nasty. You might recognize the backing music to this. This song is very fun. Oh, yeah. The, the Tom Tom Club version is fun, too. Like, we gonna rock you. No, this is fun as hell. <laughs> this whole, like, yeah, it's nice having, you know, the Tom Tom Club in the background, but it's also... Just the way they rhyme? Yeah. Sorry, I thought I was getting loud again. I think it's, <clears throat> there's a difference between us because you have hearing damage, but you also have the over-the-ears, and I have the earbuds going straight into my eardrums, so... And so many songs, so it's basically a compilation of things that were released before. They're not always like, the same volume. Or same mix, maybe high-end is bumped up in some of the stuff. So this song, It's Nasty, was released in 1981. It's the first single that they really had success with. It got on the R&B charts. Number 22, baby. And this, like you said, is swinging just fun. And swinging and swinging. And I think they like doing these songs more from what I saw in like the research and like YouTube videos. Because they're doing all this like syncopated back and forth. Like if you watch a live video, they like each do their line and then they mm-hmm. finish the back two lines. So Melly Mel, who's been in uh, Why is the, the dog hip-hop? growling? I don't know, because she has a problem with everything. Clam. Clam, calm down, please. I don't know why I thought a quick subtle shut up bitch would work but it's just fun to say uh so Melly mel's writing most of the lyrics on this stuff and he's like one of the main songwriters and he's not getting really credited and grandmaster flash is like got these two friends that can like spin just as good as him on the dj stuff so like if he can't make it to shows those guys would show up (laughs) and do the shows for him so like resentments are starting to build up between like the band members and stuff even between the brothers Kid Creole and Melly Mel <laughs> would you like to see some pictures of these guys well I feel like you have an intention with this iPad so yeah that's the only reason I did it there's Grandmaster Flash back in the day looking fucking awesome that's like the epitome DJing. of what I see in the 80s well he's the main person in the video walking around in the message right yeah I think so he's tall and lanky wait is he Maybe I haven't watched the video in a while because he had nothing to do with that song, so it'd be weird if he is. Oh, really? I don't really. know. Yeah. Really? Gonna... Oh, buddy. Oh, just wait until you get the information. Well, I didn't want to say Sam, it until we got and to the message. got it. Fuck off. I do a good job and you just talk shit. I'm being playful. What yeah. are you talking shit? I'm not being mean. You're, you're chopping my tree down. I just think it's interesting when you go all out and when you just kind of don't care as much. And I think it's because certain albums that you uh, you just like came extra prepared. I, I thought you were going to show me more pictures. I was getting ready, but you gave me shit. <laughs> Did I? Uh, because certain albums require like a story. Other albums like Blind Illusion. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I'm the real McCoy. Wasn't Blind Illusion like a uh, super group? Oh, that was that Primus band. Yeah. Oh, I thought it had like less than someone else in it. Go for it. Yeah, it wasn't very Show good. Show me pictures. Uh, who else we got? Who do you want to see next? Do, 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 do. There's Kid Creole. He's got long hair and a pink suit on. He looks familiar. 
Well, you, you should. He's in the Furious Five. <laughs> Everybody knows the faces of the Furious Five. See, there you go. Your excitement is high. You love them. Uh, that that, that dude looks like a lady, by the way. There's Yeah, he does. There's a uh, Keith Cowboy. Look at those hips. Looking like a cowboy. He's the those guy, unsure shoulders. He's the guy that uh, they all credit invented the term hip hop. So oh, because he's popping them hips out? A little bit. A little bit. Or I can tell you the real story if you want. <laughs> well, I'm was, not excited at all. That was such a suggestive photo. Well... Are uh, we ta- Tom Tom Club? Tom Tom it? It Club it a little bit, just so you can hear the original. Can we say the actual song title? We've just been saying Tom Tom Club the whole I said time. Said Genius of Love. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you. Um, that's like one of the only pictures you can really find of him because he died in 1989. The last two years of his life, he was heavily addicted to cocaine. So Does he uh, look like Chappelle a little bit in the face. Uh, kind of. I think he looks more like Andre 3000. Here, let me get it close to your face. Okay. Yeah, okay. It was on the other side of the table. But so. I can see why. Just a lankier dude. Uh, no, it was the face. It was like the bigger lips and the eyes. Those succulent bigger lips. What do you think about the actual Tom Tom Club song? It's fine. I, there are better versions. There are better versions. It's like everyone that sampled it and did something with it did a better thing with it. One in particular. Who? Who's yours? Me and Mariah go back like babies <laughs> with pacifiers. Oh, dirt dog, no liar. Keep your fantasy hot like fire. <laughs> that jaw? I don't know. I forgot who you said. That was Mariah Carey and ODB. <laughs> oh, the old dirty bastard, huh? The fantasy remix. Yeah, that song rules. It does. Oh, I'm talking about the Mariah Carey song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was agreeing with you and not knowing at all. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> so, so I'm going to tell the real story of the cowboy hip-hop guy. His friend was going to the army, and he was like, ha-ha, you're going to the army. Hip-hop, hip-hop. Just like making fun of like the army sound like, huh, huh, you know, that kind of shit. Even though that's football, what I just said. And then he just yeah, fucking... What is happening? And then he just fucking used it in the call and response stuff. I guess cowboy was like real good at the like... Now scream! Like, he was always that dude. And like, the hype man. He's, like, one of the original. Now throw your man. hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Fuck yeah. He probably did. I wonder that if that up. was born with him. Because that's been, been used in so many songs. Oh, yeah. And so many just stage bands are, like, every hip-hop artist uses that pretty much. I'm going to look up the birth of that. The birth of the girth. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next song. It's a shame. Oh, I better turn it up, too. This is a fun sample. What? What? When you start to Google something, who was the first person to, and the things that come up, who was the first person to smoke weed? Who was the first person to die? What? It's just the dumbest Google suggestions. There's Melly Mel back in the day. With long hair. He has such extreme eyebrows. Yeah. I think they're all on cocaine right here because this picture is ni- 1988 and Cowboy dies in 1989. And why I know. Why so young? Huh? Why was. Oh, I thought you said 89? Cowboy dies in 1989, yeah. Did he you died. say why he died? Yeah. 
He died when he was 28 because he was addicted to cocaine. He died oh, of drug overdose. Oh, that's right. I know you said that he was into cocaine near the end, but I didn't yeah. hear the overdose part. And, sorry. And Melly Mel had his own struggles and shit with like coke, but mostly like crack because he said he liked smoking stuff. So crack hits in like 1985, basically, is when it like starts to really appear. From what research I did, I'm sure it can be debated on the real time. Okay. But I mean, these guys release this album in 1982, and then 85, it's Cracktown. And like when he releases White Lines as Melly Mel, as Grandmaster Melly Mel in the Furious Five, uh, he's all fucked up on coke. So they all had their problems, but he's the only one who died young. They're all still alive, except for uh, Keith Cowboy, which I figured you'd like since Keith. I like Keith. And you like Keith from uh, Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. <laughs> They keep adding. I like how they add like soulful singing in here. Still, okay. Like between breaks, you know what I'm talking about. Like what they're doing next. It's a shame. This song gives me such tremendous spinners blue balls. Because they're just stealing spinners. I'm not stealing, but it just makes you want to listen to it. Yesterday, when I went and drove around and listened to this, I listened to "It's a Shame" afterwards. But what were you asking me about the breaks? I was telling, I was asked, saying, I like how they have soulful singing in this stuff. There's like a guy who's like, no, no, no. still. This song is fucking ridiculous, though. Ah, pretty. It's like a lesson song, which I think it's all they're kind of fun, be. even though it gives me tremendous. Blue balls. It drives me crazy. It gets stuck in my head like a motherfucker. Like this. I wonder who's doing it. Uh, Do you think any of the guys can sing? I can't remember who it was. I knew at one point. It's either Scorpio or it's Raheem. I feel like it's Raheem. I'm giving it to Raheem. There's Raheem. That one. He looks soulful, doesn't he? I don't know. He also looks tough. Well, they're all tough. Michelle, that came from the Bronx. Yeah, he's scary. <laughs> he scares me. I found this picture of a, a Furious Five, and it said, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Unfortunately, they lost their tailor or something like that. Or they, their stylist got fired. I can't remember, but commenting on, don't they wear such ridiculous clothes? Which it looks like to me, they're just doing like... <laughs> Parliament stuff. You know how Parliament used to dress and like yeah. diapers oh, yeah. and like big gaudy flashy stuff with like shoulder pads sticking off May God bless and like big chrome wigs and shit. I think it's just an extension of that. Don't you see that as like? Can't you see that as Parliament? Those outfits. Just being flashy and trying to stand out. Yeah, is but like kind flashy of- and like a ridiculous. Like spaceway almost sometimes. I don't see space though. I guess that's what's different. I think they look different. Some people look more street, and it's like I'm wearing a jean outfit, <laughs> and then someone else is like, I'm I look like a boxer. And Melly Mel's like, I'm wearing a. Yeah, he looks like a boxer. Melly, you think he looks like a boxer because he's wearing like the coat with the inner tiger sleeve? Yeah, and he his, he has that big like belt looking thing, and he has he's holding a pants. And he's got ripped fucking abs, man. Belly Mel's ripped as a motherfucker, you know? <laughs> so, it's hard to find an actual answer that isn't just on... Double pedal, by the way. Listen to it. Go ahead. 
that isn't just like on reddit or stuff like that where people are giving their input um some people are accrediting it to this Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you already had this lined up. Yes, I did. I love this song. <laughs> I listened to this song around you. So, oh, this is a—it's a great song. Like, I was listening when I first heard the grin, this uh, the message album, and that song played. I was like, oh, that fucking song rules. I knew what it was, but I couldn't remember what the lyrics were to that. And then they started saying it's a shame in the song, and I was like, oh yeah, it's it's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, this kicks fucking Please. ass. Hurt me. It's very good. Um, so people are, yeah, accrediting it to Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Uh, wave your hand, throw your hands in the air, and wave them like you just don't care. But there is someone who came up with something that is earlier, and I can't place it in my brain because I do like the song "Rock Steady" by Aretha Franklin, 1972. Oh. Apparently, in there, someone says, "Wave your hands up in the air. Got the feeling it ain't gotta care." Oh. So they think it may have actually originated from that. Which it's doing what they were already doing, taking stuff that they were listening to and recycling it and using it. Yeah, it wouldn't have been until like 79, I think. Well, because some people are also saying 79 with Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. Uh, Which is technically released before things that Furious 5 released. So they're uh-huh. kind of like... But Melly Mel and those guys will be like, we were already doing it. Plus, we thought that track was trash. People would be like, don't you want to have an album out, like a record out like Sugar Hill Gang? And he said back in the day, they were all like, fuck no. Why would we want something whack ass like that out there? So like, apparently all those guys already have like so much pride and are like, I'm the greatest MC. <laughs> even then, they're just like, fuck your track. Fuck your track. And a lot of them didn't even want to make albums in the beginning because they thought like who wants to hear me talk over somebody else's music this is just like a party thing what are you talking about Mm -hmm. and then it becomes like the most popular fucking genre in the world I'm just listening to the whole song by the way (laughs) I almost gave you the spinners uh, like a couple months ago but I didn't and now we're listening to the spinners it's some for our taste especially your tastes it's fucking badass oh I was jamming yeah, I jam every time I hear it, but yesterday when I was just like, oh, I have to hear this song after that last song, and I'm just driving in the country. <laughs> it's so just good. Jamming while people are outside with their American flags and stuff, and I'm just like, on a different planet, man. A different planet. Well, apparently there was also a song at a sample called Mount Airy Groove, and this is that... I haven't heard this yet. I'm I'm virgin ears with you. Sounds like there's some scratching or something going on already. I think a song was skipped. What? We didn't listen to the third track. Did it get moved in my dumbest playlist? What's the third track? Scorpio. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do it next and then we'll go on break. I like that bass riff. I wonder if that's in the song and I just didn't. Oh yeah, it is. It's that. It's the the whole thing. Ah. fighting. Yes. <laughs> Those lines are so funny in that song. It's like, are oh, the children the future? 
Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we're doing Scorpio. Now, Scorpio is made because you might have heard this guy. Africa Bombada. I think I said it right. Have you ever heard of him? I've heard you say him. He was an old, he was a DJ right around this time, like him and uh, Flash. Like everyone's kind of doing it at the same time. It's just like in other, every other scene. You, you, you can kind of attribute things to one person, but like everybody was kind of doing it at the time, you know? And if one guy did it a week before, then the guy the, the next day is fucking doing it. I just said week before and the next day. So work that math out in your head. So this guy, Africa Mabada. He was doing DJ stuff, and he came out with this song that like started doing this like electro sound that's like real robots, and it was like a huge fucking hit. Yeah, so this song was basically made because they're all like, "Shit, we've got to have a song that sounds like that." And here it goes. I wonder if the inspiration was someone put a big fan in front of the speaker. The beat's fucking badass. Shake it, baby. <laughs> I this, song annoy you. This uh, this is this is riding a real fucking fine line for me. <laughs> I get it. Go further. Explain why. <laughs> I understand the appeal. The only thing that I don't like is the sound of the voice. Even though, like the. It's kind of like repetitive and can get annoying. It's it's, it's just that robot distorted voice that's driving you nuts. That's what that's that's can almost make me dislike the song. So I'm real close to the edge of of hating this because it's hard Don't to listen push Michelle, to. Cause she's close too. <laughs> it is irritating, and it's because of that. It is. So my opinion on the song is like right. It's right along yours. I think it's groovy enough that I listen to it in full every time. And I can laugh at the robot voice. Now, what would have been great is if they just did that voice as like an intro and like a chorus section. And in between, they put some actual rhymes. And then I think it'd be fucking badass. So this is just the Scorpio guy. This is just him doing his thing on this song. I don't think so. I think this is Grandmaster Flash, maybe. Although he didn't have much to do with this album, apparently. Even songs that they had already made. So So, then why is he first? Why is it Grandmaster Flash? He made the band. And then they didn't want to sign with anybody. And then eventually they signed with Sylvia Robinson, who ran Sugar Hill Records, who's the lady who released... The Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. So she eventually like takes on all these hip-hop artists. And she's doing stuff. And they have a band called the Sugar Hill Band that records all the stuff in there. So they kind of like edged the music people out of the bands. But they would still... Like even other bands that had DJs, they weren't like good enough and weren't like the main person. When they were out on tour, they would send their guys. Like they would send the Sugar Hill guy. To DJ for it and wouldn't even let him use their Hi, DJ. I'm the Sugar Hill guy. <laughs> so, but Grandmaster Flash was one of the few that they were like, yeah, Flash goes out with him because it's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. He was one of the Furious few. He's not even the Furious. He's just, he's just harboring the Furious. Well, he's not in the Five, but he's a Furious he's few. He is. <laughs> he's a Furious man who eventually quits because of all this kind of shit. He eventually leaves and that's why it becomes... Grandmaster Melly Mel in the Furious Five. I, well, I wasn't aware of that, but I also uh, 
did not make it through this song every listen. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's basically the same thing, just a robot voice going, shake it, girl, with no shame. It's also really <laughs> repetitive sounding because you don't have those different... As someone who listens to vocalists, and I think that that's another thing that you and I disassociate with when it comes to hip-hop because I played some Eminem around you, which is an album that Kurt gave us a long time ago. Okay. It was the Eminem album. Yep. The uh, uh, Marshall Mathers LP. And you were just immediately like, it's the music, which you've said many times that it's the music is why you don't, you only like a very small sliver of time in hip-hop. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And I'm finding it out even more. I used to just always blame the hi-hats, but now I'm actually hearing what it actually is it's like i don't like the tones and the choices and the stuff but i'm listening to i'm typically listening to the vocal delivery and i think it's interesting and fun when people are like very like playful with their voice and do different sounds and different like even like I'm a belly belly like stuff like that is it's more fun to listen to than this. So the fact just oh, yeah. pretty much piggybacking off of what you said, why they would make the whole song this and not have actual hip hop and vocals in there and lyrics and things happening yeah. and splitting it up, I don't understand. This is just like a club hit or something. Oh, I've got a theory and a little story that goes along with it. Of so course you do. The first theory is that. Some of these things are maybe just being released as party tracks and like, you know, you rhyme over it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, you're, wee, wee. And I feel right, like I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> it is very like... Okay. I feel like it's trying to control so, me and possess me. So sometimes I feel like they're just releasing tracks as like, just to dance and not even worried about the vocals. Or maybe have a microphone at your party and these guys can... You know, freestyle over it or something like that. Try your mic out. I mean, that's how Furious 5 even started. He, Grandmaster Flash was going out with Cowboy. Cowboy would just be like, now party! Ba, ba, ba. And then he would have a microphone up there and be like, try out your skills! And that's like how guys guys would come up and try to rap. And that's how it kind of started. Try out your skills! <laughs> Before we go to break, I think you and I should have a beatbox off and see who can beatbox better as the, as the whiter person. Well, I can try, but I also want to get this out. Of course, so, I know you have some. You have a lesson, yeah, because it's got, it relates to this song. So that song was actually something else first. The message had been released before all this. The original song, the message, is released in 1982 before this album is. And so they released another song before this called "The Message 2, off of the success of that. This is the message too. There might be some rapping on this. It's the same music. Hiya. Hiya, baby. Hiya. Hiya, baby. So this is message two. They're trying to, like, send another message. I'm only bringing this up now because it just piggybacks off of that previous song. I guess that, no, it's it's the beat, too. It's that. You don't like that? That's too much. It's grating to me. It is. It does like because that having added, your eyeballs in a way. <laughs> having added the lyrics, it just it's not enough to drown out that sound like. 
it's rough. I get it. I get it. So how are we doing this beatbox thing? <clears throat> we're just going to see who's better, and we're going to decide who's better. Pretty simple. Uh, you're going first, then. Oh, okay. Here it's we your go. idea. <laughs> Let me snap my fingers to get ready for the beatboxing battle. No fingers allowed. It's all the mouth. Although you can do stuff like this. Oh, I'm not doing anything. I was just getting myself ready with my fingers. All right. (laughs) I like the style you went for. You went for the big explosive bass drum. I did different things in there. Have fun, Sam. It's all about having fun. Everybody get ready, y'all! I couldn't look at you through that. I literally hit under the table. Um, should we let the people decide? You decide, people. Who did better? Who did better? I mean, they, neither were really good, but... What? <laughs> decide, everyone. Who decide. did better? All right. Are you ready to <sighs> take yeah. a break? Were you just getting ready to sneeze? A break? No, my breath is out from doing... <laughs> Let's do this. You ready? You went like industrial sound. I am industrial. It was industrial. All right. This song again? Yeah, we're going out on movie night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll be back. Uh, (laughs) Hey, everyone. Hi. 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 Hello. Sit down for your interview. Hey, how's it going? Do you really want this job? Yo. Yo, MTV Raps. Good show featuring Dr. Dre. Have a seat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still on pleasantries. (laughs) All right, so we are going to play a game that we've played once before. We're going to see how this goes again. (laughs) Yeah, a little game that we came up with called, uh, Who Who You Doing? (laughs) <laughs> I heard the applause across the nation. Applause across the nation. Right. Do do we explain this? Because I don't know if the intro explains this. Uh, we're just doing quick impressions, and we see if guess the other person guesses. Yeah, so you we're pick up on it. We're basically doing a one-word impression of an artist of like a song that they've done. Transferred to more of a sound, but so more of a sound because sometimes if you're just saying a word. Then it's Gives just it going to give it away. Absolutely. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah, and I can't wait. What, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, you're excited. Yeah. Oh! DMX. Yes, <laughs> God damn it! I had written it down before we did that other thing. <laughs> it was just like in the air, I guess. Amazing. <laughs> one right. point for Michelle. All right, I have one for you. Here we go. Barracuda. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I feel like we're just cheering each other on. This isn't like a versus. No. 
I don't It's like golf. I want everyone to do well. Aww, <laughs> we're here with good spirits and good moods. And bowling. Pretty much any game. Unless it's like directly against you. You know what I mean? Sure. Even then, I don't give a fuck. All right, Sam. Let's do it. You're not oh, next. All right. Uh, we each have a point. Ah. Are you trying to be like Fred Schneider or some shit? Good guests. Kind of in the same world. Yeah. It was almost uh, Dylan-y, but I know it wasn't Dylan. You want the answer? Yeah. Hit the button. <laughs> that one? Yeah. Mr. Popeil. Oh, God. <laughs> you better squeeze all the sherman you can. That voice. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely didn't get that. You're more, uh, was that? Uh, never mind. In my head and what I hear it sounding like, and it might not sound like that at all on the outside. (laughs) Well. But I think Fred Schneider is in the same world. Like. He might be doing like a Fred Schneider-y voice. He might be. You're absolutely right. So do I get a half of a point? (laughs) 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 Never mind. All right. Uh, Here you go. All right. Here we go. Leave. Wait. Leave. I can't. I said the word. It's hard to not say the word. It didn't give it away, so it doesn't matter. Believe, believe. <laughs> I have no clue. I cannot guess on this one. Do you want me to give it to you? Yeah. Do no. Give me one more time. The sound. Do it one more time. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I feel like it's like Matchbox Twenty or like uh, not Three Eleven. Uh, Third Eye Blind. Okay. Well, it is 311, and Damn it's. It. <laughs> and you got a head full of ideas, but let me tell you that you, you wouldn't believe. believe. You nailed it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun part about this is when you find out, and then you do the sound, and you're like, yep, that was it. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, okay, let's we do go. this. Here's mine. Uh, what's up, Prince? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got two points. <laughs> DMX, Weird Hal, and Prince. Well, you're going to get this one, so it's going to be a a tied game. game, So we'll see how this goes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Who could this be? Would you like it again? I don't know if you can. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the guy from... uh... Oh, my God. Damn it. Uh, uh, Fuck, I'm right there. It might be the wrong guess, but I think it's a good guess. Um... Oh, shit. Fuck. I can't think of it. Just give it to me. Oh, man. That was me trying to do, I'm going to break my rusty cage. I thought about saying Chris Cornell, but I thought it was that one band that did. uh... That hurts me every time. (laughs) I should have just said Chris Cornell because it was in my brain. I thought Lane Staley, and the second time I thought Chris Cornell. But then in my brain, I thought of this band that I'm not going to be able to fucking think of right now. All right. Uh, So that was a tie. Who did that song that was in Starship Troopers? 
What? Hey, man, nice shot. Oh, filter? Yeah. Wow. Well, um, yeah, man. Nah, I thought that was that part. Oh, um, well. Nice shot. <laughs> That's in uh, The Cable Guy. Cable when I think he's running up Jack Black's back to slam dunk the ball into the backboard and breaks it. So you win. You win. No, didn't we uh, tie? No, I got one because I didn't get the last one. You got two. Oh, you and McGregor. I won. I wish I knew what that fucking You just meant. said you win. Oh, you Jesus win. Christ. <clears throat> I was like, did someone say Obi-Wan Kenobi? Well, I won an imaginary prize of nothing. Here. Yay. You get your water. Oh, I thought you were going to give me your go. bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, that was a fun game of... Uh, who are you doing? doing? Oh my god. Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't even say that. I just jumped in horror. <laughs> it was the only way to convey it as a joke. Vision, dreams of passion. And all the while, I think of you. A very strange we are reaction. back. You know, the first time I ever heard this song, really, that I can remember, was in Shaun of the Dead. Hell yeah. Blow away. I love it. I don't remember the first time I heard this. I feel like I've just known it for a long time, but maybe from you? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I listened to it because I heard it in Shaun of the Dead, and I was like, this song rules. <laughs> it's like so, it's so much fun. It just makes you want to move your booty. You want to see somebody, Michelle? Do I? Look at this guy. That's not John Witherspoon. That's not John Witherspoon. But I should have bet money with somebody that I knew you were going to say that it looked like John Witherspoon because he does. This is, um, well, Michelle, that's the man that was murdered on August 2nd, 2017 by Kid Creole, Melly Mel's brother. Melly Mel's brother, Kid Creole, who's in this band, Master Flash and the Furious Five. Murdered a man. Stabbed this man to death. This oh, homeless that's man. Oh, so he's kind of crazy. In 2017. Now, Kid Creole says that he was harassing him and tried to get him to do homosexual stuff. and he Homosex was, stuff. And he was defending himself. Uh, so he was on trial for a bit. And on April 6, 2022, he was uh, found guilty. And has been sentenced to 16 years in jail with five years supervised. I feel like he's going to die in jail. That or he's going to become a king in jail. So, as you'll remember, that's Kid Creole. Not Kid Cuddy. But that's Kid Creole. You said he looks like a woman. That dude looks like a lady. Yeah. Dude looks like a lady. And that's Mr. Kid Creole now. He looks like Ice-T there. He does kind of look like Ice-T. Or Cat Williams, I thought. Cat, uh, uh, cat tea. <laughs> it does look like Cat Williams and Dice Tea put together. Wow, that's like perfect. So, yeah, I'll make sure to put these photos up on the old Facebook so you can at least see what we're talking about. The old people. Facebook is correct. The old Facebook. It's for old people, is right. what the kids say. It is what the kids say. But so you know you... what I don't get much uh, traction on? Hmm. 
Oh, neither does this podcast. Nah. Instagram. Gotcha. It's a, nobody likes us. That's really what it's about. Oh, that's definitely mostly what it's about. <laughs> but podcast uh, for our podcast and getting interactions online. Facebook. Old people Facebook is more just where We're it's at for us. For the old people, the music we listen to is for the old people. We are for the old people. For old people. For the old people. What's the most recent album old we've actually people. listened to? Is it AJR? Maybe I don't know. I don't yeah, remember when that be. came out. I did make you listen to something? that. Uh, Celine, Celine, that uh, Fiona Apple album after it had come out, but I don't know otherwise. I don't know either. So we're going to get to a section of this album. We're going to continue with the music. That is Tank Time. And by Tank Time, I mean... Lori Petty. Oh, boy. Lori Petty? I don't get it. Tank Girl? Oh. She was Tank Girl, wasn't she? She sure was. All right. This song's called Dreamin', and it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard in my goddamn life. So I got to make sure it's up volume wise so you can hear the beginning of this yeah. <laughs> I forgot we were coming back with this Jesus fart fucking Christ you can't talk over it god damn it That's... rewind <sighs> we'd like to send this one all the way out to Stevie Wonder Stevie after all he's, he's the, the greatest, greatest. as I Someone doing a Stevie Wonder impression. Exactly. It sounds like a Stevie Wonder song. This is the weirdest fucking song. It is the weirdest song because it's all like an ode to Stevie Wonder. Like, I dream about you, Stevie. It's called Dreamin'. Yeah. It's when we dream about you, Steamy, then all this stuff happens. And I'm going to say there are multiple times where it sounds like they are saying Steamy. (laughs) So I wondered, though, if you still like the song because it's got elements of stuff that you enjoy. No. Or is it lame and cheesy to you? It's cheesy. Me too. I think it's hilarious, like the whole idea of what the song is, especially the beginning when he's like, because after all, he's the greatest. So did you look into this shit and why they did this song? No, I couldn't find anything about this song. This is just, I think it was written by someone else and just thrown to him because Sugar Hill Records worked kind of like... Uh, Motown. Motown, yeah. So they would like share beats and basically like have the same song, but like just with different rhymes over it or shit like this. I think they just threw to them. So like the Sugar Hill band is playing all this shit. And those guys wrote some of the songs. So I think they're just like, you're doing it. Or maybe they really, really love Stevie Wonder. They have to love Stevie. When we dream of you, Stevie. I guarantee they never did this song live. And I know for a fact that there's songs they did that they don't like. And this is not one of them. Yeah, their most famous one, you'll find out, they didn't want to do. But this song is, uh, it's not a fun time. It's got enough that I can, like, hang on the bass line and stuff. But, oh boy. You don't, you don't do a hip-hop album for this. No, this is really, this is not hip-hop at all. This is just cheesy R&B of cheesy 80s R&B is what this is. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Who's a band that sounds like them? It's almost kind of like a what's that fucking band called? Daz Band but like bad Daz Band song? I got a Daz Band vibe during the Scorpio song. Don't worry fellas man. Sooner or later. Sooner or later. 
Clemmy looking cute when she does that, but she's not supposed to lick that spot. I don't think she ever technically licked <laughs> she it. Didn't. So she didn't. It was just it. so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I truly wondered if like, do you think he's a good singer or anything? It's, it's whiny. It's like. It only felt like it was trying to sound like steamy in the beginning, and now it's just... It is a can of cheese whiz. It is a can of cheese whiz. It's not even good cheese. No, it was pretty miserable for me the whole time. It's overly processed, ultra-processed, I think they'd say. So I moved my angle... It's the most visual episode we've had in a long time. I moved my angle and have been reminded that you shaved some sort of part into your hair. <laughs> when I was... I need to shave my head before I take a shower today because I haven't showered yet. Uh, but it is in the earlier part of the day, so that's fine. And I had the... I have the shaver thing right there. And I was like, I'm just going to shave like a line into my the side of my head so I can feel and see what it like is... Like the difference, <laughs> because even though my hair is still pretty short, it grows pretty fast in a short amount of time. It does grow really fast. So I just wanted to feel the difference, and I thought I could get away with just putting a line like on the side of my head, like I was cool. And uh, it is pretty cool. And then you caught we it. We should shave more designs into your head before you shave it all. Nah. What? Let me give you a fade. Maybe we should do that to you. No. Since you leave hair everywhere. Yeah, I'm doing that so I don't commit any crimes. If I make sure I leave so much DNA, I can hold back this urge to do crimes. I don't think that's how that works. I think it means people can just see that you have bright red hair being left places, and uh, they can just pick it up and put it on a dead body. Yeah, that's what I also don't need. That sounds terrifying. Wait, so that's an argument that I should shave it. Now you should let me shave designs in your head. No, you wouldn't see the design then. He's asleep. Like always, we have Clem and Wayne in here with us. Wayne's sitting on a black chair, though, so we didn't know he was here for the longest time. Well, he's mostly hidden under the table, but Wayne is next to us sleeping, caught up in a ball like a sweet little boy. Wayne, what do you have to say about this? Well, you just scared the shit out of him I, I when you almost fell on top of him. I didn't mean to disrupt him that much. I was hoping to pet his butt and get one of those. His body did a full fucking 180. It did. <laughs> Fucked him up pretty good. The poor boy. <laughs> well, not poor us anymore. We're done with that song. It feels good, right? It feels good to be past that, yes. I feel like we have accomplished a mountain. <clears throat> We haven't made it to Everest yet. No. And to give us a break between that and the next song, I want to discuss a certain man in this band called Melly Mel, because there's some shit to talk about him, too. Mm-hmm. Recently, he's gotten to an argument with Eminem. Which makes no sense. Which he, is hilarious. He started it. He's The 50 Greatest Rappers list came out, which is just somebody's fucking opinion that it works at some place. And it's I don't necessarily agree with no, and I didn't agree the with placement all of it. I, and I, as a Jay-Z fan... Do not believe Jay-Z deserves to be number one. Well, neither does Melly Mel. I think that's silly. So Melly Mel, basically, he said, he's been dissing a lot of rappers for a long time. He says that rap died a long time ago and they forgot what it was actually about. He's kind of a grumpy old man about it. Um, 
Well, the style died, maybe. Like, no one's doing that style anymore, but he, time changes. He it, literally says... Rap did not die. As soon as, like, you started talking about street stuff and, like, real gang stuff and trying to make a role model out of that lifestyle, he said that's when hip-hop died. He's like, and I'm saying hip-hop. Your gangster rap still lives. This still lives. Your trap music, that still lives. But hip-hop died, is what he says. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> I mean, that makes more sense than saying hip-hop as a and as an entire genre. Yeah. Is no and then more. he gets mad when you lump in things like gangster rap into hip-hop. Because he's like, no, that's not what hip-hop is. So uh, he's got little arguments where it depends what your definition of hip-hop is. I get what he's saying. But he also said that... That's why it's, it's not out of... It's not out of thought process to split it into times. I, I also like yeah. like we'll do like late seventies, eighties versus like nineties through now. Oh, because you're talking about they did the fifty greatest rappers, and uh, Millie Mel was like thirty something. Oh uh, no, he was like forty eight out of fifty. Okay, <laughs> that's Pro- probably also why he was mad. He was probably yes, and he was only on there because mostly you know originator. You got to give it to the OG. You got to at least. You gotta let honor. people know that they're there. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I might even say you should bump him up a little bit more just based on that status. But he was mad that Eminem was number four or five. I cannot five. remember. Is it five? And he said that it's only because he's white. And the clips are literally him going, "Cause he's white." Yeah, forty-eight, Melly Mel. Oh, Melly Melster. Billboard. Look at those sideburns he's got in that picture you just showed he me. He looked uncomfortable as hell. He's probably coked out. He never looked comfortable or... like He just always looked odd. Really? Just looks like he's fucked up to me. Yeah, he looks physically uncomfortable is what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, Melly Mel talking shit. And uh, Eminem responds. And what Eminem responds with is in a song called oh, we're doing this realist oh yeah we're listening to the m&m section then we're gonna listen to uh, another thing <laughs> i can't believe we're doing this all this time after this is a thing it's fun too there's and the people that listen to this might not know about it that there's an m&m versus melly and i'm shoving thing. you into this world so here we go this is a song called realist by easy mill and m&m which is an artist that Eminem and Dre have signed okay. and put out. I didn't know that. Guess I've really no right to complain much. Hip hop has been good to me, huh? But when they say that I'm only top five because I'm white, why would I be stunned? My skin color still working against me. Because second, I should be the game also said something against him. So he goes after Melly Mel and the game. Coming with more venom. So the haters I'm aiming it toward them. And all the envious rappers I torch if I'm on a joint with them. And that is the only retort is I'm not played in the clubs. Motherfucker put a cork in it. Only That's the game. I don't really like this song, so so as you know. (laughs) 
That was the Melly Mel section. I don't like the song, but I uh, think it's silly to pretend that Eminem isn't talented. But again, it's just one person or, or maybe a few people contributed. And it's just their their opinion. So Melly Mel, he his main argument is that he's like, there aren't 50 great rappers. There's not even 50 great men. Did they? And he says, like, did Eminem change anything? He didn't change anything. Like a great man... Things are different after he comes along. There haven't been any great white rappers really after him. I mean, there have been people who have been popular, yeah. but not... But he'll say that there's just as many black dudes who are just as talented as him and can rap better than him. So that's why his argument is that he was just white. Well, when you're <laughs> number 48 on the list, I'm sure a list could probably be reevaluated by someone where you're not on the list at all, Melly Mel. So could, just yeah. calm down. Yeah. So Melly Mel... And I think he, I believe he has since taken this down. This is the retort that Melly Mel sent back to Eminem eventually. This is why the internet is good because it still exists. No apologies. This ain't a disclaimer. I'm the king of legend. The first Hall of Famer. I hate the gun sounds. Now everybody get ready for the kickback. Why you hurt? Why you mad? Now you look bad. Like a roach just crawled out of your book bag. In a pack clad, black clad. Go to bed with no supper because you got to suffer. This came out like two weeks ago. Well, three or four weeks ago for you people. In the elevator of rap. Why you ducking on the game when you shit on my name? Why they put Pee Wee Herman in the Hall of Fame? I would give you a pound, but I break your hand. I got the lawyer so white. He will take your lame. Yo, check your man. Come and look at your friend. Because I think that them are never popping pills again. We call him Pill Clinton or either Pill Gates. What pill did only take to make him hate the great? Think you are, but you ain't. Still, you made a mistake. Hit a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eminem barely said anything about Melly Mel. <laughs> Let's be real. He just said Lost his asteroids. You're wrong and you look like you're on steroids because he's like buff as shit. Oh, he's he's jacked. He's jacked as a motherfucker. So, I, I mean, that's hardly... He's 62 and he's jacked as a motherfucker. That's, that's really not much of a diss, if you ask me. Versus saying you don't deserve to be where you are and you're only where you are because of the color of your skin is a bit fucking harsher. I would say Eminem's comeback was pretty fucking light. So then for <laughs> Melly Mel to come back after that... And embarrass the shit out of himself. <laughs> One, oh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you think Melly Mel lost? <laughs> I think everyone understands who's heard this knows that Melly Mel lost. Well, since then, because even if Eminem deserves to be at number five or not, he's better than that. Oh, I mean, yes. Uh, Still wise, he's on. got more skill, and, and he sounds pill. pill- Bill Clinton and Bill Gates wasn't that bad, <laughs> but other than that, it was atrocious. My favorite part is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Because it's funny, and this is how we <laughs> spread that hate. Oh, Melly, Melly, Mel. I'm going to go on to the next song. Um, but I should say, since then, apparently, uh, there was an apology putting up, and he took that down, and then the apology got taken down, and who knows what the fuck's going on with Melly, Mel. I do, because I'm going to tell you another story about current Melly Mel that you're going to be like, what the fuck? 
Okay, this next song is called You Are. You've stretched this eight track album out so much fucking longer with all the playing all these other songs and stuff. Yeah, we're still not too long on the podcast. So it's a good thing I did. We still have songs. We still have Barely. talking. We have two songs. Yeah, we're good. It'll after be perfect this, timing. After after we bring this on home, today is the Lord's Day. It's, it's like Sunday. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's Sunday. I'm just said that you've made this eight album episode much longer than just eight songs. Eight track, baby. So this song's You're uh, excited. A dud. We got two duds in a row on the message album. We got the goddamn Stevie Wonder song, and then... And then we have the goddamn God song. Fucking dud. Yeah, because later, in case you don't hear it, he's all... And you know our opinion on the Jesus and the religion? It's not our thing! Well, so far, I will say, this just sounds like another like cheesy 80s rhythm and blues song. It just sounds like love. Before he starts talking... Up to this part, it is just a love song. Yeah, it's not my bag, man. I'm looking for Yeah, this is all still like just a love song, it sounds. And a love song until he starts talking about God. And then you you hear that this is a love song to a woman, I think. I think who is beautiful is Jesus? And his flowing blonde hair. Mm, Jesus gets me going. Has beautiful blue eyes. The man from the Middle East with the beautiful blue (laughs) eyes and the lovely flowing blonde hair. Even like on any album, like I'm imagining even this on like a like a Parliament album. This would be like the Dudzer. This it's almost like Steamy Wonder though. It's still in the vein of Stevie. It's just a schmoozy, thick. You know, you know. Don't realize it, but I have AIDS. <laughs> oh yeah. Would you like to see this picture, Michelle? Is that <laughs> that poor iPad that just fell? Is that Melly Mel and his granddaughter? That's Melly Mel and a lady named Jory Jordan. Now I don't know who Jory Jordan is, except that she's been. Uh, on and off with Melly Mel romantically in the past. Uh-huh. So this is them at some point in the past. Now, this is them currently. Now, you may ask, Michelle, why does that woman have an eye patch over her eye? Because Melly Mel was arrested <laughs> on June 25th, 2023 for domestic abuse against Jory Jordan. Okay, so hold on. Yes, continue. <laughs> Melly Mel went after Eminem. Yes, he did. While beating the shit out of a woman. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh. <laughs> and Eminem didn't touch that. He is. He didn't touch it because Eminem made that track before it happened. Okay. So. The BET Awards were hosted on June 25th, 2023. Uh, Joy Jordan is there. Millie Mel is there. They're romantically involved in the past. And then, you know, they're an old flame. According to Joy Jordan, 
Melly Mel is texting her and constantly calling her, like, you know, come back to my hotel room, come back to my hotel room. And she thinks in her mind, all right, I'll, you know, just for old time's sake, you know, go get some dick <laughs> from Melly Mel. Yeah, he looks strong. Yeah, some 62 year old abs, like a rock dick. Well, store steroids don't help the dick, so he's on. I don't know if he is a steroids guy. He's been working out since the '80s. Well, he's 62. He's using something to help. Yeah, that you're dick. right. He's got some testosterone. Something. Going no on. matter what, <laughs> there is a dick pill being taken, and he's like, "Please come. I already took the it's dick pill." It's already hard. Get over here. <laughs> if you don't come and help relieve this, I'm just going to be a sad 62-year-old man beating my meat. On a fucking dick pill. Why is that sad? That sounds like a good time. I think taking a dick pill for sex makes more sense than being like, oh man, I really want to masturbate tonight, so I'm going to plan this out. What if you can't get it hard even for that anymore? Well, then I guess have a hurrah. <laughs> hurrah! It just seems <laughs> you can't say that it's not sad that you have to plan a masturbation time. I don't think it's a problem at all. With Go pills? For it, old dude. Are you buying those over the counter extends and jerking off? At night, do you do you take one of those with dinner and then you go to bed? I take two of those with dinner and then go to bed. And then you drum. <laughs> oh, and I think that you're using drumsticks, but you're not using drumsticks. So the rest of the Jory Jordan story goes. Jory Jordan story. Can't wait story to hear Jordan. it. According to her, uh, I don't even know how an argument begins. Arguments begin when people disagree with things, Sam. I know, but I guess Mel, according to her, ends up hitting her in her eye with his rings on the back of his hand like this, like a little backhand kind of like, cha-cha. Okay. She recently had corneal surgery on that eye because she got hit with a car door there, like an opening car door. That's odd, but okay. So she had already had corneal surgery and had stitches in there. Mel... Pop the stitches from the little whack with the golden rings, which she kept saying in the video that you could watch. It's like 14 minutes long of her explaining oh, all this. Uh, cheap fucking golden rings. Cubic zirconium bullshit. Uh, wow. According to Mel, he wanted her to leave because she wanted to get intimate, and he didn't. He was just hanging out with a friend, and he asked her to leave, and she wouldn't, and then she caused a scene and then asked... Will you go to the hospital with me because my eye feels weird? And then when he ref- he refused and he said, no, just leave. And then he called, the- suggested that she call the cops because then uh, he thought it might get her to leave. And then the cops showed up and he says that he then, she said that uh, he hit me in the face. Now, Mel just keeps saying, now, there was a tussle because I was trying to push her out of the room, but I did not hit her. He's like, so something happened, but I didn't hit her in the eye. But he keeps saying, but something happened, but I didn't hit her. But something happened, but I didn't hit her. So that's the current thing. That he, he was, was arrested? He was arrested on June 25th. You can see the footage. Uh, she's got her phone, and she's like, he's a bad man. <laughs> and there's, uh, you can see him being put in cuffs. And he was supposed to go to court in July. I don't know what happened. There is no current story on what's going on with uh, Melly Mel. It seems like Melly Mel recorded that retort to uh, Eminem while this is all going on. (laughs) (laughs) And he's such a proponent of, like, not violence. He hated that in the rap world. He's like, you know, once you're successful, you're not in the street anymore. Don't do street shit. Be an entertainer. So he's like, he was never all with that gangster stuff. They even tried to get him on this album cover that 
the grandmaster he's on where he's like holding a gun but he's like it's a ray gun it's like a space thing it's not a real gun so he's all about not violence but then he puts out that fucking track that's like and then he fucking jory jordan whacks her in the goddamn eye so look at her that's from the video where she's like melly mel melvin glover hit me in the eye She's like, oh, sister, hey, cousin. Yeah, you know how Mel used to bully me. I'm like. Well, did you say earlier, by the way, that there are two Mel's? There's a Melly Mel and a Melvin in this group? Melvin is Mel's name. Melly Mel's name. His real name is Melvin Glover. I thought you mentioned two Mel's. Melvin Glover with his brother, Kid Creole, currently doing prison time for many years. And and Nathan Glover. Nathan Glover and Danny Glover. They actually, for some reason, said they called him Danny Glover. Kid Creole sometimes. I don't know why, unless his name is Nathaniel Daniel Glover. Ah. <laughs> Nathaniel Daniel Glover here. All right, let's get to this. Uh, Please. Um, this is a song called The Message. Everyone probably knows it. It was not written by anybody in Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Here you go. It's the most popular song. They didn't want to release it or they do it? They didn't want to release it. So the story goes, this Sylvia Robinson, who's running that Sugar Hill Records, she uh, she was played by. There's the story on Drunk History that they do the story of the Sugar Hill Gang record, and what's her nuts? She got real popular in that movie, but we knew her from Halfway Home. Oh, Octavia Spencer. Yeah, Octavia Spencer plays Sylvia Robinson in that thing. Okay. But anyway, she released. She had this song. This guy named uh, what's his name? Keith. Uh, fuck. It says it right here. Duke like Booty. Duke Booty was writing songs for the Sugar Hill Records like thing. He had two songs. One was just about like partying and dancing. And this one was The Message, which like nobody wanted to do. The only person who really believed in it was Duke Booty and Sylvia Robinson. They're supposed to go to the Sugar Hill Gang, and they were like, everywhere. So, and it was supposed to go to Sugar Hill Gang. They didn't want to do it. Even the Furious Five didn't want to do it. Melly Mel didn't even want to fucking do it. But he figured, she's going to make one of us do it eventually anyway, so I might as well just do it. So he goes in and he does it. All the verses, except for the one verse that's like, uh, child is born with those state of, state of mind blind to the ways of mankind. It's the only verse that Melly Mel wrote. Now Mel's rapping on this, but he's the only member of the Furious Five that is rapping on this track. It's Duke Booty and Melly Mel. And then for the video, they got Raheem to pretend like he was the one singing it. I never noticed until listening for this podcast episode that there were two different voices yep. in the song. Oh. So, so That's such a fun rhyme. Oh, it's and a really I've fun said rhyme. it every single time I'm listening to it. She went to the city and got social security. So this song was like nobody really believed in it and then it got released and it was like one of the biggest fucking rap records of all time it's been like it's the reason they've got inducted to the hall of rock and roll hall of fame in 2007 it's like in the library of congress where they hold like important documents of note of history yeah so this song is in there it was a huge fucking deal and if you ask djs at the time they'll be like i thought it was cheesy (laughs) but it hit for everyone else it was like the first song that the working man like the white working man was like wait a minute this hipping hop isn't so bad because they felt like 
It's talking about shit that I'm actually feeling before it was just like, oh, those party boys. And this is like, you know what? Injustice. I don't have enough money and it is pushing me to the fucking edge. No. And I do feel like losing my shit. You're right. Ha 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 ha. So like their most popular song, they didn't want to do. They didn't have anything to do with it. Well, I bet did they like it more after it was successful? They didn't really care. Grandmaster Flash didn't like it because his name is on it and he had fucking nothing to do with it. Not a goddamn thing to do with it. I mean, they break up in 1983 the first time. So this is released in 82 and Grandmaster Flash and the Furious 5 is done. It transitions to Grandmaster Melly Mel and the Furious 5. But it's not the same Furious 5. Jeez. Uh, like Kid Creel, his brother... Is out? Is out and leaves and goes with Grandmaster Flash instead. Oh, wow. Cowboy, who was Grandmaster Flash's friend, stays with fucking Melly Mel. If his... If his brother didn't even stay with him, I wonder if Melly Mel is a hard person to be around. Well, he might be, but I think Kid Creole's got more of a rough life. Kid Creole's the older brother. He's 63 currently, and Melly Mel's 62 currently. Yeah, so but they're really close in age, so really they should be close. And they were think. at one point. Like, at this time they are, but I think... Maybe that's he part gets of in his trouble rebellion. for, like, gun possession, and then he gets in trouble for knife possession. Yeah, maybe he just wants to, like, live harder, and Melly Mel doesn't. It so he's... No, and he'll tell you that. He's like, I'm not a street guy. He's like, I never stabbed nobody. I've never killed nobody. I got no fight in me. He's like, I know what I look like, but I don't have a round in me. I don't want to fight with anybody. He's like, I'm not built for prison. Take this, Joy Jordan. Waka! Allegedly. <laughs> she did just have surgery or something, right? Yeah. So in that video, she's like, I'm back at the same hospital I just got surgery at a couple months ago, and I got the same doctor. <laughs> her family members keep getting on because she's literally like, hey, cousin. <laughs> yeah, you remember Mel? He used to be a bully to me. <laughs> well, he hit me in the eye. I know I'm chuckling, but it's just because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, you like when women know their place, though. God damn right. So this is the line that uh, they just threw on the end there. They were like, you know that line that actually was in another release already. This, this uh, rhyme was already in another track released before all this and called Super Rapping way back in the day. So he's had this verse forever and they just thought it fit well in here. It's the only thing Mel had to do with this besides rapping on it. The F word is in almost every verse of this song. I think all but the first one. <laughs> I never noticed this This verse is about like a kid looking at gangsters as like something to be and then ends up in jail and then gets butt fucked enough that he wants to kill himself and hangs himself. Did you know that's what that verse is? I didn't. <laughs> it's exactly what that verse is. That's why he's an undercover <laughs> F word. Because he's getting fucked in jail in the b -b 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 butt, getting used and abused. Because then he hangs himself in a cell. <laughs> oh, this is what the Furious Five actually had to do with it. At the end, this is like Creole and Cowboy doing this little getting arrested skit. So they did have a little something to do with it. And then Duke, Booty, and uh, Mel, they fucking make that message to survival song that's got that annoying song. It's the Scorpio backing track. Yeah. They make that 
too. And then eventually, Melly Mel has a falling out with Duke Booty. Doesn't like him anymore. And Melly Mel just starts making his own goddamn music. Oh, so Melly Mel doesn't really get along with much of any of them anymore? Uh, he last I heard, he still gets along with Scorpio, also known as Mr. Ness. And he gets along with Raheem. He probably gets along with Cowboy still since he's dead. Uh, People but he does often not get, think fondly of the dead. He does not get along with his brother too much, even when he said like uh, he he should beat this in 2017. He's like, I think he'll beat the charges, <laughs> but he clearly did not. And then uh, you know what Mel did. So we got one more song on. This uh, is interesting. This. this is this is the most Grandmaster Flash on this entire album, and maybe. The only, except for, well, I'm not going to say that. Scorpio was heavily Grandmaster Flash, but they weren't letting him do a lot of stuff. But he had already released this as uh, The Adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the Wheel of Steel. He released this earlier. That's why this whole message album is like a compilation album. It's almost like a, just like we released singles and now I guess we've got to have an album. So we just took all the things from the past three years and put it all on this album. Yeah. So this album didn't do that well. The message of the song fucking killed it. It mm-hmm. was like number four or came in 64 on the US charts, four on the R&B charts, New Zealand charts. It was number two. So it was a huge fucking thing. But the album didn't sell that much because it came out like months later and everybody's like, what? But people bought the single. They bought the single, and people did buy the album, but they say we could have sold so much more if we would have released an album of it at that time. Mm-hmm. But they just didn't do it because they just weren't doing that shit then. Uh, so the adventures of Grandmaster Flash, The Wheels of Steel. This is like his display of his skills. This is like the top DJ of the time showing his skills. I mean, he invented like... He figured out which needles work best that go in the groove because there's rounded ones and then there's like sharper ones. The sharper ones stay in the groove better, but they don't sound as good. So most home stereos are the rounded edge one, but you got to get the fine needle one so it stays in the groove when you're like going backwards. He's the first person who figured out you can go like really backwards and get like a kind of thing and stay in the groove. He's also the first person who set up this thing. So you can pre-hear what you're about to do. So if like you have an A turntable and a B turntable and you're going back and forth between those because you'll have the same record. That's how they're getting that continuous beat. They would have the same record on A and B and they'd sync it up on A and then hit the fader to the left for the A. Yeah. And then go to the right and get that ready. So when they hit play and they can hit shift over and they know it's just going to go back and forth and they'd have to go back and forth and do that. That's how they're getting that continuous beat. Nowadays, you just program it in and fucking loop it and you go. But this, they had to like physically yeah, that is do this shit. So he invented... Definitely impressive. He didn't invent it, but he kind of pioneered the whole like pre-listening to what's going to be on the track that those people aren't hearing. I can hear in my headphones this one, so I know it's queued up correctly, but they're hearing track A right now, or record A. Yeah, that's He, like, crazy. pioneered that. He also pioneered the slip mat on the vinyl record. He took wax paper and put it on the bottom of the plate, on the plate so he could slide the record easier because it used to come on rubber mats and couldn't really move yeah. the fucking record. So he invented the slip mat. That's like something DJs use now called the slip mat. So your record spins easier on your thing. It's just like, so when everything's all analog, and I guess he was like really smart with electronics, could wire shit together, would go to junkyards and find shit to like wire into his system to make it work better and shit. 
<clears throat> I think he's the guy who came up with the term beatbox. Could be wrong, but I know he got this like drum machine from this dude and he called it his beatbox. Now, today's standards, these loops are like pretty rough and like the way it feeds in. But for a guy doing it manually, it's really fucking impressive. And he did it in three takes. Like this is all live. This is the third take. It's not like mashed together and cut in. This is a guy who sat down and went, okay, the first take to figure out what I need to do. Second take to kind of just master it. And the third takes the one. And he's also like changing the records. Yes. So he's going, ah, shit. Flip over. Okay, gonna make sure this is in. All right. Whoop. Set that one. And then as that's playing, he's got to run over and do the next one. And I think he only had two. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. nowadays they make digital ones, and I think you can have unlimited however you want to scoop to, and you can just, like, pre-program loops. I can do loops on this fucking recording program. So goddamn easy. And it's all based off of these guys doing it manually on an analog equipment and sitting in their room going... Yeah, it works. And I guess he picked it up from this kid. Like, he mastered it, but he was going over to this guy's house to, like, work on DJing. And his little brother was in the other room, and he was, like, mastering, like, where to set it up so it would get, like, right on par and, like, learning to visually figure out where you were at. And he was like, ooh, I want to hang out with that kid. But his older brother was a bully, and he told him to stay away from his little brother. Flash didn't listen to him, and when that other guy was gone, he would hang out with his little brother, and they would work on this stuff, and he would take his little brother to the park and do this for people, and people would just, like, watch it as, like, a demonstration and be like, interesting, until they got, like, kid, uh, like cowboy to come in and be like, everybody, throw your hands in the air, and then suddenly people in the park went from just being like, this is interesting, to being like, oh, shit, and, like, breaking out and dancing and stuff and pulling out cardboard and doing beatbox stuff it's just the beginning of the culture michelle that i now know (laughs) this is definitely the longest song on the album as well it is and it's just a bunch of other people's songs it's really indulgent nope yep but you can kind of get it if it's like you've never heard this before this is like a guy doing this yeah, at the time. This is I don't, just like blowing people's minds. Just, I mean, you kind of already touched on it. Just now it's considered sloppy or whatever. It doesn't really carry over as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it hasn't aged the greatest, I guess. But uh, I, I mean, it's interesting to hear the different songs and stuff. But at the same time, it's just skippable for me. I, I, I don't I think totally it's necessary. I totally get it. It's more of like a historical importance thing. Uh-huh. You almost had to be there, or you almost have to do the research like I did. I'm like, I watched like five documentaries on this whole era of rap. It wasn't just about Furious 5. It was about like all these dudes figuring this shit out. So like, unless you do that, this song is just going to come off as okay, some guy mashed a bunch of shit together? <laughs> I, I think I could do better than this guy. <laughs> I have noticed on this podcast recording, as well as the last, that you and I start sitting up normal. And by the end of the podcast, we are leaned back in our chairs with our feet propped up. And this has happened on both this one and the last podcast. We definitely get more comfortable physically as it goes on. Ow. Weird. <laughs> Ah! I think all that stuff like Cowboy came up with. Somebody, anybody, everybody, scream! God, they all loved using that. 
good times, didn't they? Her paw is soaked. You been gnawing on that? I guess. The counter. I'm. I'm. I think we should kill her. We're not killing She's her. She's not gonna stop you chewing on her leg. You don't go from a wound to death. When she won't stop making the wound worse, and I've been fighting and feeding her medicine every day and giving her more love than she deserves. Oh, Melly Mel said it came up with that rock from Tony the Tiger. They're great. Say rock. That was the fastest it's ever gone for me, talking to you while it's going. Distractions, baby. They help. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is how Melly Mel... Masturbate. Oh, I was going to say decimates. Yeah, but it I didn't wanted to happen. think of him taking that pill and masturbating. It didn't happen. Well, we are finished listening to the album. Here we are. We are at the... The fart of the podcast where it is time to go over some questions. Sam, are you ready? I am ready. Oh. Give me a beat. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let's get the winner to give you the beat. Exactly. The... Exactly. Give me a beat. <laughs> We're here on the podcast today. You want to hear some answers and I'll say whatever you need to get the question going. Don't you like the way that I'm flowing? It's the podcast, couple of critics. You know that I got small dicks, but that's okay. I can still put it wherever I want, right in your cunt. How did I get so vulgar? Already on this round, baby. Woo! I don't know how I knew to stop there. Because we both just knew it had to end. <laughs> so were you reading lyrics that you wrote previously? No. Oh, it looked like you were reading no, off of the I iPad. Hold the phone up. I'm freestyling, baby. This dog is ready to play. She chewed on her arm, and now she's ready to play. The easiest style of rap to freestyle in is that 80s. Dun, 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 dun. My name dun, is dun, Sam, dun, dun, and I'm here to you say. You don't even have to say that. Like you can. Yeah, but you do every oh, time. Because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you can just be like, well, I went to the park to play some basketball. After I saw dark. my friend. His name is Mark. Yes, he's very tall. Well, I went to go get some ice cream, and what did I see? I saw a fine-looking girl. She was looking at me. I can do it all night. <laughs> I can do it all night. <laughs> Why did you choose this, Sam? Because I'm on a journey. <laughs> do you think that journey is ending, though? No, I don't. Really? I figured it was probably a flame that was uh, burning out at this point. No, it's great material for the podcast. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm happy that you've chosen to expand yourself because I knew I know that this is all in you. I know you like other stuff. It's just sometimes we just kind of get in our uh, like I'm just I'm kind of in this mood for a while and I'm just listening to stuff like yeah. this. So it's I've gone through rap moods before. It's just this one. It's been a while going bigger like. and I have a podcast that I can like use it that way We've, i feel like this has also been building with like friday and it like, has it's, i think it actually started with friday wait no did i do did i do friday or doc for i did friday first you did right? friday first i think it started with the friday friday movie 
It got me. Oh, but that's right. I was like Cube. And then we watched the NWA movie, which I didn't really think was very good. Well, we did DOC before we watched that fucking movie. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, we also. Yeah. If if we didn't tell the people, we saw that movie. We did. (laughs) We did watch it. Uh, And that's precisely why I believe that documentaries are typically better than dramatizations. Dramatizations just. And especially when it's the people. Like, you don't. Everyone's. They left a lot of stuff out. Well, and. 100 percent it was just jumping from this to this dr and dre definitely left the uh physical abuse of michelet out he didn't want you to know about that because you gotta come off better than that <laughs> so i just don't know that it i need i need an unbiased documentary i need the facts and then i can make my mind up for myself agree when when you're just when you're guiding the story you're guiding the story <laughs> and but also i don't think so my memory is not always the greatest. I will say things that are incorrect. I will remember things wrong. Yeah. And it's not malicious. Memories aren't perfect. We think like, oh, it's a memory. I have it stored in my brain and it's it's never going to change. Well, and they've, that's, they've shown repeatedly that the human memory is the worst fucking thing in the world. Because a lot of times it completely morphs in our head of what actually Absolutely. happened. And we it's almost impossible to not kind of involve your feelings and your emotions and how, it, I mean, how your perception of it. So then things get more just extreme. In your favor as well. Most people don't want to portray themselves actually how it happened. Or you just don't think of it how, as it happened. That's you, true, You too. can only really like, perceive it. I wasn't being it. a dick. And everybody like, you were being a dick. <laughs> or you just know what you felt. So to you, what yeah. you felt was everything. Yeah. And like the other person's side maybe wasn't ever even a factor in your mind. I agree. The story was just how you were affected, how you were hurt. Whatever. I agree. Uh-oh. Are you ready for some questiones? There's Oliver the Rock and Roll Cat is now in here and his tail... He is right by a cat who he despises, so we might get a little sound. He doesn't notice him. He's fine. His tail is right by him, too. (laughs) (laughs) If he turns around and sees him laying there... I'll tell you that Wayne is eyeballing him like a motherfucker, but he hasn't moved from the sleeping position. He knows how to do it. He does this all the time. (laughs) His eyes are wide open, Uh but his body shape is saying he's sleeping. Uh (laughs) Don't make a move. Don't let him know. Oh, he moved. But be fully ready. <laughs> you do some questions, baby. Sorry, I got distracted by Oliver the Rock and Roll Cat, who comes up later in these questions. By the way, I'm gonna update some people on the. Some I believe people. the f- previous fuck off, <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> Norm. These are all. I'm just doing references now that I only know through you. <laughs> Succession and Six Feet Under. But I say Norm like I'm fucking Pinky from Pinky in the Brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cream episode. You did not ask me a certain question. I'd oh. like to let the people know what the answer yeah, was. I forgot about this. How many times did you listen to the Cream Disraeli? I, it was years? like seven or eight fucking times. I listened to that Cream album a lot, and I've still been listening to that Cream album a lot. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, I myself was like five or six, or something like that, um, with some additional songs. He is also still watching him like a hawk. <laughs> and right. Oliver just blissfully has no idea. He has what's no fucking clue. Good ignorance is bliss sometimes. <laughs> All right, so. What do you think I thought when you gave this to me? Uh, I think you thought it was going to be easy, but you didn't really know exactly what it was going to be. Like, you knew the message, and you knew fucking White Lines, but you don't know what else is going to be on there. And White Lines wasn't on this. Yeah, no. White Lines is released later. That's a Melly Mel in the Furious Five thing. Um, I think. My judgment prior to listening to this was... 
I will say I was happy because, like I said just a little bit ago, I like when you go in other directions and don't pigeonhole yourself in one kind of genre area. And I've kind of run out of that stuff. It's just going to be like more of the same. So I've kind of given you the best of the best. So I, 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 I'm happy that you're giving me other things. I think it's fun to watch you go down this uh, <laughs> this journey. Well, and you know that I, when I get into something, I fucking like, re- look, like I research and research. Yeah, you get excited. Yeah, I do. I like to know about new stuff. Like learning and doing the thing is the most fun part of the, th- like getting to there, like building something. Half the time when it's done, it's like, okay. Well, the fun part was building it. Now, what else do I build? <laughs> That's the best part. That makes sense. How many times did you listen to this album? I honestly listened to this probably about six or seven times. Uh, I just wanted to ram it in my head as much as possible. It wasn't necessarily that I was enjoying a lot of it, but for some reason, I just wanted to ram it into my skull as much as possible. And if you skip some songs, it's a pretty short album. You wanted to really like learn it and absorb it? Yeah, and I really wanted to know it for some reason. I don't understand why. Maybe it's because I'm not used to this as much. But I listen to funk and shit. And to me, this is like the extension of funk. Yes and no, I would say. Because this like really smoothy like... Oh, that R&B stuff yeah. is just I mean that's I mean things like it's nasty or like even Scorpio like it's one just a further extension of that like funky shit yo <laughs> so I listened to this three times but I've heard some of these songs so many like I've heard the message the most obviously yeah uh, so I mean I think I got the point you got it I got the point uh, no disrespect some, some to Some of these it. songs you listen to it once and you fucking got the point. Yeah, but I, I listened to every song most of the way through. All three times that I listened. Um, least favorite song. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Or are we guessing? We, we abandon the whole guessing each other's. We have we don't abandon it, but we, we can guess. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Whatever. I'm going to guess yours. This is hard. Because one really irritates you and the others are just kind of meh. So I'm going with the one that actively irritates you, and it's Scorpio. You are correct. Scorpio is my least favorite song, because the other songs at least have some singing and some parts that, like, like the gospel song you are. Like I said, the first part of it sounds just like a love song before they start talking yeah. about the, the God stuff, so... This is just irritating. <laughs> That was a big hit. That was the second single. I forgot to say it was released in 1982. It went to 30 on the R&B charts. So that was a thing people liked. Your least favorite song is... I'm going to say You Are. Oh, Michelle. It's like we know each other or something. Yeah. It just doesn't do it for me. Scorpio, I get the annoying tones, but... The guy who listens to death metal and stuff, I can handle aggressive, annoying tones for a bit. And that is so, like, robotic and, like, goofy to me, I can do it. And the fucking Stevie Wonder song at least makes me laugh. Yeah. This just... I skipped it almost every time after listening to it the, like, first three times, because you have to. 
But after that, I was like, F- I already know the fucking opinion on this song. Get the hell out of here. That we is fair. Didn't even get to the singing. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Most favorite song. Yeah, you want me to go first? Or you want to guess first? Uh, I don't. I I think I know yours. Then guess. I think yours is a song that is called "It's Nasty." How did you guess? Good hey! job. It's almost like we know each other. <laughs> yeah, because it's also my favorite yeah. song on this fucking album. <laughs> is that what you were gonna guess? By the way, I didn't let you guess. Um, I think I would have probably guessed this, honestly. This I, has, I don't think it's... Yeah, I would have guessed this. This has all the best parts about The Furious Five. It's got all the fucking guys on it, and it, they're doing that in-line thing that is great. I watched the live video of it, and it's fucking impressive live. Like, they're nailing it. And they're doing, like, routines. They're almost, like, taking the Temptations thing and brought it to their era and their style. Well, on the first listen, I thought that maybe the message might be my favorite. And then on the second listen, I was like, no, this song is really good. This song is legitimately good. The message is just, like, historically important. And it's fun and broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stage. You know, they just don't care. That's all fun. And it's one of the earliest rap songs I remember, like, holding on to, mm-hmm. like downloading and being like, I listen to the message. Yeah. But this is undeniably good. Like, it's dated, yes, but I would still play it for anybody. I'm oh, like, this is a fucking this jammer. Yeah. yeah, that kicks ass. And like I said, I watch the live videos. Sometimes live videos can really kick up a song for me. And that kazoo's in there. That's all fun. It's a beefed up version of that Tom Tom Club thing. It's like redone. It's not actually sampled. They just took it and put it into their stuff. So since I know that you've listened to this album in its entirety for the first time for this podcast, correct? Correct. Uh, How did you feel about it the first time that you heard it? Uh, I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. I thought there was going to be more of the It's Nasty style message stuff when it came in with those other two songs and it wasn't as fun and Scorpio not having any rhyming on it I just thought there was a lot to be desired and then when I found out how it was put together that it's not only like an album they consciously like worked on it's just like you had a bunch of singles and we put it together it's, it's just basically like a best of and I don't know I'm not a big be- I'm not a big best of fan I mean there's some c- compilations and stuff that I like but even like the Misfits, I got into the Misfits like with Collection 1 and 2 and I find out that those are all like remixed and mm-hmm. not the best versions of those songs. So even then I go back and I'm like, well, it turns out I prefer these album versions. So even then I abandon a fucking compilation thing. Yeah. So. Well, would you recommend this album as a whole? No, I would not recommend this album as a whole. I, maybe for historical reasons to somebody who's into hip hop would be like, well, if you're that much into it, you should know where it came from. Mm-hmm. You should at least listen to it once, maybe. But other than that, I might be like, somebody's like, what kind of rap song do you like? I'd be like, hey, why don't you put on It's Nasty by <laughs> fucking Furious 5. Yeah. That might happen. So regarding whether or not I would listen to it again, as a whole, no. Yeah. But there are some songs that I will be saving to playlists Hell yeah. like It's Nasty because they're good songs. Was It's Nasty kind of new for you on this one? No. Okay. It wasn't brand new, but it stood out to me more this time than it ever has. It it became something more this time than it used to. Same for me. And I think that uh, there are eight tracks. Four of the songs are unlistenable for the most part. (laughs) 
are just not worth four. I would say not oh, worth the last one too. Not worth listening to. So for me, the ones that aren't worth my time are Scorpio, Dreamin', You Are, and the Adventures of Grandmaster. Grandma, Class, I knew, yeah. Which leaves the album with "She's Fresh," "It's Nasty," "It's a Shame," and "The Message." Well, those are all fine. Mm-hmm. I could jam to all those because "She's Fresh" is good too. Yeah. So fifty percent. Uh, of the album being listenable, I cannot rate this more than five out of ten. Oliver the Rock and Roll Cats. That's a good point. Um, and with that in mind, some of the songs are really good. Uh, some of the songs are really not. But I would. I'm going to have to give this a four point five. I honestly thought I was going to give it more than that, but it's only a four point five. Did you want to give it more than that before you heard it? Too? I wanted like, it to be better than yeah, this. Yeah, me too. So I'm giving it a four. That's what I was going to say because you brought up the whole. Minimum, like max five and then i was like yeah but it's not like the other songs are the kind of bring it down enough that it makes it a four <laughs> yeah so i and i enjoy those four songs but it's not enough to bring it up to a five yeah. i guess um but it's good i'm not gonna talk shit about the songs that i like i'll just be yeah, like yeah I, are, I don't yeah. need it i don't need those other things those aren't for me um rating this is done so lastly describe this album in one word i'm gonna say fresh i'm gonna say raw is that a word yeah r-a raw r-a-h r-a-r-a i think of it as raw like the sun god like sun raw okay uh well then that is i think there is there an h in that with an apostrophe anyway I'm white kid from Batesville. I'm doing my best. I'm white. <laughs> so I believe we got through all of the necessary questions. We've hit on all of the points. Cool. We are finished with well, that this. That was fun. It was fun. It was fun. What's going to be fun is a little journey that we are going on next. Ladies which... and gentlemen, I know sometimes we kind of preview each other what's going to be next, but this is the time. I don't know what's about to be said. So, but you do know that it's going to be the style because I said I've been working on it's true, this. It's true. I so, know this. I know so that So you know much. it's going to be a playlist. It's going to yep. be some sort of a themed, titled podcast episode. And we are going with one of the things in the world that I love more than anything. Okay. We are going to be doing songs with the word cat in the title <laughs> that's not what i was going for at all i had no idea what you were gonna say and cat was not one of them that's why it's fun because <laughs> what's fun is when you have to do that into your microphone and then put the microphone back up near your face you say it every time that's why i held the microphone far away i knew it was gonna be a powerful one it's fresh exciting kind of held it to the side so it didn't get direct blast Cat songs. Cat songs. Are you, am I way? Are you telling the people what they are, or are we just waiting? What are you talking about? You've never done it before. I don't know why I've even said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the laugh as well. <laughs> so I will be sending this to you okay. after this. Whole I can't thing think ends. of one song with cat in it. That's what's going to be fun about this. Fuck. Really? You can't think of one? Hold on. Oh, yeah, I can. Tommy the Cat by Primus. Ah, oh, that was the only one. I would have thought of a different one first. 
Well, Cat scratch fever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I make a pussy oh, purr God. with a stroke of my hand. That's funny. All right. It's going to be fun. Are we done? Yeah. Oh, we're done. Thank you, everyone, for listening to what yeah, this is called podcast, right? This is a couple oh, of critics podcast. We did the episode of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I think you covered it. Yeah. Thanks for right. listening, everyone. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yes. We love you. We would tell you to follow us on social media and stuff, but I don't think it really matters at this point. Facebook's where it's at, baby. If you want to, you can interact with us. We do a little I'll bit. I'll try and post those pictures this week that I was showing Michelle so you can see this shit, yo. They have Google. Not they can look the it dark, up if they care. But they don't know what picture I'm looking at. <laughs> it's the best. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tell your friends. It's not the best. It's a fucking four, is what you said. Right. Oh, I love that part. Melly Mel raps in French. Je m'appelle Melly Mel. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>